T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shays. Talking some NBA draft. Paulo Bancaro going number one. Johnny Davis going number 10 to the Wizards. The Badgers team got together at a bit of a watch party, I saw. Bucks gets Marshawn Bochamp off the G League Ignite team. The Warriors select Panther superstar Patrick Baldwin Jr., and then uh, Hugo Basson is someone the Bucks traded in for. Golden State, just a Milwaukee hub, I guess. I'm trying to get 414 ears trending. Okay. 414 ears. Yep. I like it. Yeah, but I do I do think it's a pretty good uh I do think it's a pretty good slogan that I think will get like I should trademark that, shouldn't I? I mean I part of part of what I get do here on is a I shirt. just I hate when you drink on the air. I'm sorry. Why do you I... do that? Why do you, why do, you do that? <laughs> I just grabbed it by mistake. Oh, I, I just, just I hear ice I know. all you morning hear the long. Ice. I'm sorry. God. There. It's out of my hands, okay? <laughs> Be polite. I I don't do that. <sighs> I don't do that at all because I can't. I got some Diet Mountain Dew. I see the Baja Blast in the uh, stores. That's interesting. 414-799-1250. All right, the uh, the Bucks, Marshawn Bochamp is the guy. And I think there's a – I don't think there's a – I don't even think there's a cautious excitement. I think there's just like a, yeah, all right, we'll see. <laughs> that, that seems to be the – we want to like the pick. We really want to be excited about the pick. I think right now it's like, yeah, all right, kid seems nice. I don't know. Whatever. Let's make it happen. I think that's the consensus right now. You can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. We do have a chance for you to win Summerfest tickets again today. This is our last day of this. Uh, Toby in the afternoon, they'll have another chance for you as well. But you can win Summerfest tickets from us. Tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. Use the hashtag BartTickets. 
What's the most excited you've been about a draft pick? And I'm talking any. Brewers, Bucks, Packers, anything. What's the most excited you've been about a draft pick? Honestly, the the most excited I've been about a draft pick is probably Thon Maker. Because I thought we were getting Giannis part two. I just I thought those two would be terrorizing the league for <laughs> for a decade. So for me, it was Thon Maker. Brewers, I was pretty excited about uh, Corey Ray and Keston Hira. Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince. You know, I Braun. I guess you know. I suppose. Packers. Packers. I, you know, Rodgers comes to mind right away, but I, I don't know how excited I, I I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. With Rodgers. Jordan Love. <laughs> Jordan Love I was not excited about. No, I, I was anybody was. I was very unexcited about uh, Jordan Love. So what's the most excited you've ever been about a draft pick? Again, for any of our teams, tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Use the hashtag Bart Tickets, and we'll look at some of those answers throughout the uh, – the morning here. Yesterday, the NBA draft came and went, of course. It was on ABC and ESPN, but it was different broadcasts. Which one did you watch? I kind of stuck with ESPN. I did ABC. Yeah, they were interviewing the players, so yeah. that was cool. After, like, right away, too. Right away. Um, they had Stephen A. Smith, too. Who? <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith was freaking out about the Knicks all night. Unsure of who they got, when they got him, but him and Spike Lee were going nuts. And then I was watching ESPN uh, with with Malika and Big Perk. It was, I mean, it was all right. I saw somebody talk about it. Was one of the sports media Twitter accounts or websites where they're like, TNT is built into the fabric of the NBA. Every time the ESPN covers something, it seems like they're just visiting. It seems like they just fly in, do it on obligation, and then leave. So I don't know if you were like tickled by the draft coverage last night or. It not. would be fun to see TNT do a draft one year. Well, they used to way back when. Yeah. And then ESPN took it from like with Charles or without. Was Charles there when they did it? I, that, remember. I don't remember it, but I think it would be more entertaining now. The thing that sucked about this draft is uh, the con- all right. So I don't. This just shows you everything can be sponsored. You know, the NFL draft noise and the ESPN draft noise. Do, 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 do. Yep. Well, last night, it was, well, here's what it was. Oh, God. So it's State Farm. Yep. So State Farm sponsored the draft noise, which was a little obnoxious. <laughs> now, eventually, ESPN went to the- Their normal? Yeah, but you could still hear it in the uh, background, it, it, in the- in the facility where it was being hosted. That just shows you everything can be sponsored. Everything. Right down to my son's name. My son's name is actually Jana King Winkler. Mm-hmm. That's actually what it is. Love little Jana King. <laughs> Miss him so much. 414 yeah. the, the original sound is better. Yeah. I just, I just listen. Well, to this it. is sponsored, it's, Tim. I know. 
All right, and then the Brewers got a big win yesterday. How's everybody feel about the Brewers now? Everybody's calm today. Everybody's calm today because the Brewers won. They won 6-4, back and forth game. I did not go. I took a nap during it. <laughs> I was tired. I knew you weren't going to go. No, I was going to go. I, I, you, When you walked out of here, you said, all right, time to go. Time well, to go to the game. I was really excited to go. And then I was going to go to the game. You I got went home. I went home. I showered. And I was in, like, mode. Did, did you I, get ready? Like, did you get dressed to go? I showered. I got dressed. I was ready to go. And then I just needed to bring my computer, which I had ready. But I needed my computer bag so I could put my computer in it. And in that bag were my headphones for my computer. Because I liked it. when I go to these games... I'm in the press box, and I do work while there's a baseball game on. It's hashtag office for the day. But my wife was, she had a meeting in the office where the computer bag was, and I sat on the couch for a little bit, and then I just realized, yeah, man, I'm pretty tired. I'm just going to uh, I'm just gonna go to bed. So I went to bed, and, and I watched the game. Now, the beginning of the game, I thought they were in trouble very early. Because Jason Alexander was on the mound. And Alexander, what we talked about yesterday was he's been doing a really good job of keeping guys from scoring. His whip is way too high. His whip is, like, close to two. So he's putting guys on base. But he's done a good job of keeping the ERA down. He's done a good job of making sure that, yeah, guys are going to get on. You know, he walked a couple yesterday and gave up, uh, you know, six hits. He's given up in his outings. Well, here, I'll give you hits and runs. Hits and earned runs. Seven and two. Seven and one. Seven and one. Eight and two. Six. And then finally four yesterday. First time anybody's homered off of him. So that's pretty impressive. It took five games for somebody to hit a homer off of him. He got the win yesterday, two nothing, but... In the first inning, it was just air after air, and it was it was really messy. They were throwing the ball all over the place on the Goldschmidt play. I thought Tim Dillard described it pretty nice as they were having a snowball fight is what was going down in that one. It was sort of a disaster. And so I thought at 2-0 there, because I, I thought eventually the floodgates would open on Alexander because, like I mentioned, he is putting a lot of guys on base. They're not always scoring. And at one point, the floodgates are going to open, and he's just going to give up a bunch of runs. And when two runs score early like that in the beginning of that game, you think you're in line for quite madness. Here's the play. This is from the Cardinals broadcast. Just a disaster. 1-1 pitch. Goldie, a base hit down the left field line and into the corner. Nolan Gorman is second on his way to third. Pop Warner says, let's go. Let's test him. Relay to the plate. The throw is not in time. It gets away. Goldie to third. They throw it away again. And Goldie will score. It's like a little league home run. And it's two to nothing St. Louis. I mean, the ball got under two guys. It was just pure disaster comedy. And he thought, I I, th- I thought it was over. I tweeted out, that's all, folks. I texted you. I said, well, this game's over yeah. with 2 nothing after the first. I thought, I thought it was at, over. At the end of the top of the first. So Brewers did a good job. You got a Tyrone Taylor home run in there. You got a Willie Adamas home run in there. So, I mean, they're homering. That's how they score. 
They're hitting home runs. Big in the uh, eighth inning for them to get a insurance run. And then they went the Boxberger, Devin Williams, Josh Hader recipe. And it worked out for them. So with Jason Alexander, he goes five and two thirds. Gets the four earned. Strikes out five. Boxberger then comes in to finish an inning and then pitch another inning. I don't think, has he not done that this year yet? It's been a while since he's done that, where he's lapped over two innings. He pitched two innings against the Cubs on Memorial Day with the doubleheader. Otherwise, I think that's it. So they used it. They brought him in in the uh, sixth and then used him into the seventh. And then Devin Williams looks very, very good right now. You know, I know he had a rough start to the season, but he, he looks he always very does. good. Always does. And Dillard was right about that, too, watching the postgame. He could probably close for 29 other teams when he's pitching like this. So, Devin, if you guys do clinch. Careful this year, please. Just go home. <laughs> tie your hands behind your back. Maybe what Devin needs to do when they celebrate, because you're going to want to celebrate. Uh-huh is he needs to do Edward 40 hands. So instead of having a couple beers and having your hands free, you tie the 40s to your hands, and then you can't use your hands. So maybe that's what he needs to do, and he can get a cab, and he can Edward 40 hands it in the back. That's what he needs to do. Get some malt liquor and, and do some Edward 40 hands. I haven't done that in a while, a long while, a very long while. I got a free weekend. We'll see what what it holds. So Brewers then go to Josh Hader, who, again, very quick for him, just 12 pitches, and they pick up their 40th win of the season. Brewers improved to 40 and 32, and that's what the Cardinals are. So you came into the series in first place, and the goal was to leave the series still in first place. It took a split to do it. They won game one, which, again, was massive, losing two and three. And then getting the win yesterday, which was very, very important because it's, you know, you want to stay in first place as long as you can. And we talked a lot yesterday about what the division looks like, what the wild card looks like. There's a few teams that are you're going to be competing with, and it's going to be tough. Uh, the Cardinals this weekend have the Cubs, so we'll see what happens in that series. And then the Brewers, of course, have the Toronto Blue Jays. I got a text from Tim Shea yesterday. No, I can't sing it. I did. I Yeah, I'm not singing it. You brought this up yourself. Yeah, I did. Because I, I was getting nervous, and I thought the Brewers were going to blow it again. So. Tim's text said, if the Brewers win, I'll sing O Canada in honor of the Blue Jays and my Canadian heritage. You Canadian? A little unknown fact about me. Yeah? I was born a month early. While my parents are on vacation. In Canada? In Vancouver. You were born in Canada? Yeah. You're not even a real American? I am an American. No, I am you're both. Not. I am both. You have Canadian citizenship? Don't you got to play the whole thing and respect the anthem, or do you guys not do that? All right, turn it off. Turn it off. See, I only hear I only hear Star Spangled Banner in this on this country. It's bad enough. Bad enough. You guys are playing it during 
they're gonna they're gonna play it this weekend, aren't they? Yep, three times. That the, everyone was pumped when uh, Toronto would come into the stadium because we got to play an extra anthem. Now, one of my duties was along the way when, when you worked for the Brewers. When I worked for the Brewers, was getting our national anthem singers and booking them. So one of the jokes would always be when we were walking them down, "Are you ready to sing the Canadian national anthem too?" And you did <laughs> and it every time. Them out, yes. <laughs> That's, that's funny, and I'm sure it never got. Oh, on. some some people looked at looked at me with the, just a fear in their eyes. So, do they have to do that this weekend? Do yep. They... yep, they'll do that first, and then they'll do the. Are they booking separate people? Uh, sometimes we use both for one. Sometimes we wow. did separate people. So it depends what they do. So you have Canadian citizenship. Why are you still here then? Because I'm from here. Everyone wants to flee to Canada. I know. Can you? Can I like go with you? Can we get married? No. Why? Because I'm gonna go to Canada. <laughs> Tim, my Tim hometown Shea. of Vancouver. Tim Shea, will you marry me? No. Have you been back ever? No. So they were on vacation and you came a month early. Yep. And would they just have to run to a hospital? Yeah. So did they have to claim you through like border security? Through customs. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did, what did you come? What did you come in with? Well, we came in with these clothes, and what are you leaving with? Oh, the duty-free whiskey and the baby. Wow. You're Canadian? Technically. Have you ever been to Canada ever since? No. Why? I, I've had no reason to. Do you legitimately have Canadian yes. citizenship? Yes. Like you have a card? Yes. And then your parents I'll, I'll, don't? If you want me to bring it in next week, I can. Wow. I knew there was something I didn't like about you. I, I could smell I it am on an, you. I am an American. Not a true one. <laughs> I'm American. A lot of people don't know that about me. Unless... So can you be president? Yeah. I don't think you can. I don't want to be president, though. I would you vote you for me? No. Okay, thank you. See? Exactly. Well, I think I actually I would. I, if I You'd would be have... my vice president. Could I have influence over you? Yes. Okay. Wow, Tim Shea. Again. Tim Shea, all right. Canadian. Hey, this hour is brought to you by Wendy's. Check out Wendy's this morning for some delicious breakfast, whether it's the breakfast baconator combo, perhaps the sweet honey chicken biscuit combo. Ooh, yeah. Sweet with a kick of heat. And do get the potato wedges. Get the potato wedges. Very, very delicious. Get a Frosty Chino. Drink it on the air. Very, very good. We're back in just a couple minutes here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Brewers do not have a great offense. They're, they're not going to have a great offense. They're just not going to be able to trade for enough pieces to flip their offense into an elite offense. Not going to happen. Um, some guys can elevate their game, no question, and they can be better offensively. They can be average, maybe. I mean, you're hoping. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Don Wachillis is going to join us in about 15 minutes from the College Sports Show. You hear that on The Fan throughout the college football and basketball season. So, very familiar with the play of Johnny Davis. What's happening? What's happening? I guess that was on my end. Even though I didn't touch a thing. What are you doing? I nothing. I'm trying How did to, that play. I, I don't know. You threw me off my I'm sorry. Rhythm. I was just about to give you a gold lead in to Don Wachillis. <laughs> I'm trying to hear Winds of Chains here and then Great song. Eminem comes playing. I I Wow. Don't trust a Canadian. <laughs> I, that's what I. That's what I always. I've. I've never met one of you in real, real life. I'm. You're Canadian. You've never met a Canadian. You kind of look like uh, Ike from South Park, Kyle's brother. Okay. Yeah. Terrence and Philip. Kind of look like that. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Brian Anderson. He was on our show yesterday, and if you missed it, do check out the podcast. I thought it was a nice chat with B.A. We talk brewers. We talk broadcasting, um, which is always fun with him. I asked him, what do you miss about the minor leagues? He said, uh, nothing. But the grind's so important. I think he's been so good with like people that are up and coming. I know that, especially when there were no sports, he just like opened his inbox and looked at everybody that had asked him for advice and contacted them and, and talked to anybody. I mean, he was great during that, so... Not only is it great that he's here, it's great to see him continue to succeed, and it's great to pick his brain for a little bit. So if you missed any of that, you can check out the podcast, uh, 1250amthefan.com. Fan on Demand brought to you by John Paul uh, John Paul's Buick GMC, Highway 100 in Greenfield. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Brian Anderson, look, I'm not going to, with BA, it's like, well, tell me how much you think this guy sucks. Tell me, Tell me how much you think this guy sucks. You know, he's a team's broadcaster. But I did find it interesting that he had just flat out admitted the Brewers' offense is not going to be good because that's how bad they are, where it's like there's no there's no way to run from it. What's he going to say, honestly? Well, what he's going to say is, you know, there's a lot of guys there that at their potential they can be really good. And But he said, he said like, here, here's B.A. again. Brewers do not have a great offense. They're, well, they're not right. going to have a great offense. They're just not going to be able to. Wow trade for enough pieces to flip their offense into an elite offense. Not going to happen. Um, some guys can elevate their game, no question, and they can be better offensively. They can be average, maybe. I mean, you're hoping. <laughs> I mean, so, He's just telling the truth. I, know, I, I mean, like, there's nothing. I think I almost expected him to be like, well, Yelich, I mean, he can find his form again. And, and Adamus, you know, he was an MVP candidate last year. He says 
the Brewers can maybe be good, you're hoping. Some guys can elevate their game, no question, and they can be better offensively. They can be average, maybe. I mean, you're hoping. <laughs> I, just, I mean, that that's kind of how bad it's they just, are. That's something you don't expect to hear from the hometown broadcaster. You but don't. but they're, they're so bad that he has no choice but to say that. He can't come out and say, oh, no, there's a great Brewers offense, because there's not. We all no, know there there's isn't. not. There isn't. We know there's not. Now, they can be better, but what's better? Look, they scored six runs yesterday, so we're that's we're, better. We're excited. That's better. They beat the Cardinals. I'm excited that they won a game where I thought they were totally going to lose, especially early on, because you had the Cardinals take the 2-0 lead, and nobody this whole time they've been playing. What are they six and six against each other now throughout uh, the year? No, uh, uh, yeah, six and six. They are six and six against the Cardinals. Uh, they played. Three, four-game series. Yeah, and this was the first time this year that a team that was trailing first won the game. There's been no comebacks in the series. If you score first so far this year in the 12 games between the Brewers and the Cardinals, you win the game. And yesterday was the exception, and the Brewers came back. So, you know, they score six runs, and here we are complaining about the offense again. I still would like to see a game where they can score six runs not needing home runs so if i'm gonna be real picky and you just want to see it again like you want to see it you want to see it tonight you want to see it uh tomorrow you want to see it on sunday i want to see a series against a good team where they average seven runs a game that's what i want to see i want to see them put up big numbers you know i don't want them to score two runs and then the pressure's on the pitcher and then you know if chichi gonzalez gives up three in four, which is what you want, then you know the game's over. So good on them. Good on them for fighting back. I mean, that first inning was a disaster, just a pure disaster. But they fought back. Uh, you know, Taylor with the home run, Adamus, as we mentioned. For them to score another run in the eighth, I thought that was that was great. How often do you see them scoring those insurance runs as of late? But it was good. So Brewers get the win 6-4. Excited to see that. They move on to face the Toronto Blue Jays. And we'll see how that one shakes out this weekend. It should be a well-attended series. Weather's very nice. And then the Toronto Blue Jays have not been here in a while. Next year, what they're going to start doing is you're going to see the teams. Everybody's going to play everybody. And so I think they alternate years. Because we can go like we can go a decade without seeing the Yankees here, or a decade without seeing the Red Sox here, or even you know, like the Blue Jays. But then starting next year, you'll see the Blue Jays more. But right now, this is a this is a special thing. Like, I, I was going to go Saturday. We're going in a couple weekends. Yeah. Cause just because it works out better. And But I'm like, I was going to see the Blue Jays. Now I'm going to see the Pirates. Pirates. Again, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, everyone wanted, I don't know if you went over this, but everyone wanted, you know, Tim does his, what do you expect on the next you know, road trip homestand? Seven game homestand. Everyone was saying, oh, average would be four and three. So they have to go two and one against a really, really good Blue Jays team. So most people just expected, like, just above 500? A, a, a lot of people are like, oh, five and two would be great. Well, I feel like this series against the Cardinals is always going to be split. Spl- it... And it's split this season. They're yeah. six and six against each other. They've played a lot so far. So two and one, can they do it? Against the Blue Jays? Against the Blue Jays? I guess you have Burns going Saturday. I guess, Who's pitching? I think Burns lines? goes Saturday, yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. 
What's the day that they don't know who's pitching? Does it come out with that Sunday? yet? Sunday. Here, I can tell you. Yeah, Burns Saturday, Hauser tonight, and then because uh, Ashby's spot in the order was supposed to be Sunday, and Wood- so they could give it to Chi-Chi again. Yeah. Woodruff pitched last night. Yes. He's ready to go, he said. All right, he pitched last night. Packed house at Fox City's Neuroscience Technology Field or whatever it's called in Appleton. I believe the I believe the other guys play too, Bros Brasso and um well, We had a pitcher. We had a pitcher uh uh reliever up there got, as well. Yeah. Trevor got yeah, so I think well, also, let's look at hey, let's read a box score. All right. From the from the timber rattlers. Are you guys good with that? Everybody? Yeah. A box score? You want you want to read a box score? Not many times do you break down a Timber Rattlers game, Bart. No. Right? Let's read a box score. I, well, we talk Timber Rattlers sometimes. My guy Chris Maring will hop on. They're fun games to go to. I can tell you that. All right. Last night, Mike Brasso, two for four. Okay. With a run. Okay. Uh, Brandon Woodruff threw five innings, did give up a home run. What he gave up a home run. That was the only run he allowed. Two hits. Struck out seven. Brandon Woodruff in the minor leagues making hay. Trevor Gott came in with a scoreless frame. With a strikeout. How about that? And he got a hold. Don't undervalue how cool it is that these guys can just play in Appleton on these rehab starts. I think that is a tremendous partnership that the Timber Rattlers have with the Brewers. And that's how that Alex Hall guy got here that one day. Remember, he was the catcher, and he came and... They needed somebody, so... He, he may never <laughs> make the big leagues again, but he got that opportunity. He did not play last night. I was hoping maybe he also played last night. But, man, that is just... Uh, it's just cool. It's cool because if you're up there, you know, if you're up in the Fox Cities to try to get down to Milwaukee for a game, you could do it. Hour and a half, maybe closer to two, the drive, you drive back. But it's neat. Uh, and then you got the herd up there. So you're going to see uh, Marjan Bochamp a bunch, <laughs> probably, <laughs> this season. But it's uh, it's exciting. 414-799-1250. We'll talk about the NBA draft coming up here. Specifically, the college guys. How the board shook out at the top. It looked like it was going to be Jabari Smith Jr., number one, and then the Magic do go with Bancaro. We'll get Don Wachillis' thoughts on how he thought the board shook out there. Also, Johnny Davis to the Wizards, what kind of fit he will be. And Patrick Baldwin Jr., a guy we talk so much about, is on his way to Golden State. Don Wachillis joins us next. Johnny just sat down. His mom, Sarah, is joining us. Dad, Mark, are sitting down. All right, Johnny. Uh, you led Wisconsin in points and rebounds. You've achieved a dream, but you're already thinking about what you can do for the Wizards. What will you bring? Um, definitely a, a defensive mindset. You know, you can never control if the ball goes in the basket or not. So I think you can always control your effort and intensity. And uh, on top of that, just three-level scoring. I think I can get to the rim or shoot from outside. Mom, Sarah, what parents, both of you guys, what, your son just got drafted. What's going through your mind? Oh, my God. Yeah, my heart is I, I almost cried. <laughs> yeah. I have tissues if I you need. Yeah, no, but just so excited for him. Yeah. Yes. All the hard work he's been through is finally paying off. So yes. 
dream right. come true. Indeed, a dream come true, Johnny. I know you've had an opportunity to act this out. You actually did it tonight. <laughs> What's going to be the first thing you do in terms of celebrating this moment before the hard work begins? Uh, I got some family up in the stands right now, so uh, as soon as I'm done with the media circuit, I'm going to make sure to go say what's up to them and see how proud of them they are of me. Well, also, make sure you get a really good dinner tonight because you have earned it. Kevin, back to you. Congratulations. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is rich. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. No better dinner than uh, Wendy's. That's what he should have picked up last night is some Wendy's. Especially for breakfast, we are brought to you by Wendy's. It's the 7 a.m. What's for breakfast hour. Score yourself a breakfast Baconator combo. Maybe the hot honey chicken biscuit combo as well. Sweet with a kick of heat. Do not forget the potato wedges. And grab yourself a Frosty Chino as well. But Johnny Davis drafted uh, out of Wisconsin, of course. Don Wachillis of the College Sports Show joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Uh, Don, I'll start there. So Johnny Davis was a guy who, you know, really the last couple of years for the Badgers showed improvement and got better. And then there was a point where it was like, oh, okay, this guy could be a a lottery pick. And he was. A lot of the mocks had him to Washington. And now, Don, Johnny Davis, a Washington wizard. Yeah, it's it's crazy, especially, you know, how many pundits over the years have said you don't go to Wisconsin to make a name for yourself to go to the NBA and Johnny Davis kind of bucked that trend. And we see him go at number 10. And I, I think he's going to, in the next couple of years, have a really good impact if it is with the Washington wizards. And I only say that because we know how the league can get at some points where people are traded uh, seemingly on a whim to free up cap space or whatever. But I think Johnny Davis has the potential to really have a long and substantial career in the league. And it was it was exciting last night to see Johnny Davis get picked in the top 10. And I think that's a great deal of momentum for the Wisconsin Badgers when it comes to recruiting. He'll have to make, I mean, he's going from a team that's not really full of NBA guys. And then now he's in the NBA. So some of these guys, they're drafted in these NBA factories. You know, like Duke's whole starting lineup goes right uh, last night in the first round. How big of an adjustment do you think College of the Pros will be for for Davis? Um, I I think it will be an adjustment, Bart, but I don't know what that step will be. I mean, Dad played in the league. I mean, th- this is this is showing my age here, Bart. I can remember leaving from UW Lacrosse, coming back here to Milwaukee, Bradley Center, first game, a Mac Fun game, and his dad Mark was on the Bucks preseason team trying to get a roster spot so the fact that dad has been there before I think is going to be huge in helping Johnny Davis navigate everything and making that transition from college to the pros you know I had a feeling old moment last night because I'm watching these guys and you know in every point in everybody's life you're going to be older than the guys that you watch on tv but then I (laughs) then I realized I'm like I'm like that, not that much younger than some of these kids' parents that are sitting down. Yes. And then I'm like, man, some of these moms are like good looking. <laughs> They're like <laughs> like my well, age. And, and and Bart, how many juniors <laughs> were playing last night where you're like, wait a minute. I, I, I remember watching dad. This is getting a little insane all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing all those juniors, you're seeing that in baseball too. And right. And, but there was one guy, was it I think it was it might be Jabari Smith, where I looked up his dad. And his dad was drafted in 2000. Yes. So it's like yes. his dad was drafted in two, 2000. His dad was drafted, and then he's drafted in, 
2022. That's that's wild. Don Wachilla is joining us. Johnny Davis goes to the Wizards. There's a pipeline from Milwaukee to the Warriors. Yes, you've sir. got Jordan Poole. You've got Kavon Looney. You can throw Juan Toscano-Anderson in there with Marquette. Obviously, my four-time NBA champion brother with the PR team. And now, now, from his alma mater, Milwaukee, Patrick Baldwin Jr., this was a guy that we thought could be a lottery pick. We all know what happened with him this year where he played for his dad and then he got hurt and it seemed like, you know, is is the juice worth the squeeze here? Are we going to trot him out against uh, Dayton a couple more times or should we just have him, you know, rest up and then right. and then get drafted in the first round? Came to the edge of the first round, but ultimately a first-round pick uh, from Milwaukee, their first ever, and what better place to land than the Golden State Warriors? Thank you. I, I think it's a perfect spot for Patrick Baldwin Jr. to go. I, I couldn't I couldn't have been happier if he was like a relative of my own going into the draft because, as you alluded to, we've been talking about the all the hype going into UWM last year as a freshman. We know what happened. It was obviously disappointing. Uh, we know what happened to his dad as far as the end of the season went. And then to see this happen for him and land in a spot where he doesn't have to have an immediate impact. He goes into a culture that is about winning, about professionalism. All he needs is some fine-tuning, I would say, with that shot. And fine-tuning essentially meaning confidence. I think with the injury, some of his confidence may have wavered with the times he was able to get on the floor with the UWM Panthers. And now he can regain that with some of the best in the business. I just thought it was a perfect spot, and I couldn't have been happier for him. Oh, the confidence, that'll come. And, you know, they've got a very good organization there. We're all aware of that. So the work ethic will come. And I think it's just what the Warriors are doing, man. They've got, I keep saying they've got, like, the senior class of Steph, Dre, and uh, Clay, And then they've got a JV team. But the JV team, when they when they take over, they're still going to win conference. And now Patrick Baldwin Jr., you know, they're the the expect like he's coming into a team where they just won the championship, and there's still young prospects in front of him that they're still waiting to get a full season worth. Uh, so the pressure is there's no pressure in right. any way. There's Jonathan Kaminga in front of him. There's James Wiseman in front of him. There's still these other guys that they're still working on developing. And then, so Patrick Baldwin Jr., man, this is like, this This is a, it's almost like school still. This is a, he got to be the big man on campus. It didn't work out. Now he's going to be, this is, he's going to get his education in Golden State, maybe not so much Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and let's figure it this way. He wasn't or didn't turn out to be big man on campus due to injury. It had nothing to do with him as a person him from an intellectual standpoint, even him from a skill standpoint. So now you get to Golden State and you take all of those things you were just talking about, Bart, and then you add the training and medical facilities that Golden State and and essentially many, many, many of the NBA teams have to get himself healed and healthy. it's, It's the perfect tsunami for Patrick Baldwin Jr. to go to Golden State to get healthy, to develop, and then in a couple of years, I I think really to take that step on the floor and show everybody what everybody was waiting for as far as that potential goes for it to finally show itself on an NBA floor. Do you think the picks of uh, Davis and Baldwin do that? What like what do they do for their their alma mater? I think like with Milwaukee. 
Patrick Baldwin Jr. could have gone anywhere and still have been a first-round pick. And he went to Milwaukee, so that's a great honor and distinction that they have now as a program. With right. Wisconsin, you know, Davis, Davis didn't come in, and we didn't think he was going to be a lottery pick, and that kind of happened while he was at school. So I think if either school benefits more on like the recruiting trail, it could be Wisconsin. I think both schools will benefit. Who benefits more, I, I think, will be uh, the object of debate moving forward. But anytime this morning, you know, you scroll through the list and you come across Patrick Baldwin Jr., Milwaukee, you're going to have, whether it's parents or student athletes now, oh, let me check that out. You know, it goes back to the old one, Appalachian State beat Michigan in football, what, 10, 12, 13 years ago now in a, in a non-conference matchup. And you saw Appalachian State enrollment increase dramatically because people were putting their eyes on it. Well, some of those people were athletes as well. And now the same thing can be said for Wisconsin, even though Wisconsin's got a bit more notoriety than UW-Milwaukee. But again, I go back to when Johnny Davis came in and the thought process was, you know, you don't go to Wisconsin to come out early and be an NBA prospect. Well, you know, hold the phone a little bit. Now the Badgers have a top 10 pick in the NBA draft, someone who came to Wisconsin, developed his game, and got you know drafted again at number 10, I think it bodes well for both. I'm going to go even a step further, and I'm going to be the one to – I was thinking somebody needs to get on uh, – be the captain of this. I'm going to be the captain. I'm going to put it out there for all high school parents. If you want your kid to play for the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> you need to pick up, pack up, move to Milwaukee because they're only drafting kids from here now. So every uh, so I I think all the all the high schools are going to benefit Don. I'm going crazy. Bart, let's let's even let's stretch this as thin <laughs> as it can be. And Ochai Abaji, who went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, was born here in Milwaukee. Parents played at UWM. Wow. So we're going to claim him as well. So okay. we are now becoming the hotbed of basketball recruiting within the United States. Yeah, if you want to play in the NBA, you have to come through Milwaukee. There's yes, sir. no ifs, ands, or buts about it anymore. So that is a great recruiting tool for this great, great city that we <laughs> reside in. How about the uh, the rest of the draft? I think that for the last couple of weeks, we thought it was going to go one, two, three, Jabari and Chet, and then Vancaro. And that's where all the mocks were going. That's even what they were reporting. But then the magic go with Paulo Vancaro at number one. Was he the number one guy to you, or would you have gone a different direction? I think any of those top three guys you could justify as a number one pick. I think for Orlando, taking Bonchero was a solid move for them because he'll probably have the most significant impact uh, of the of this rookie class next year. And Orlando needs a little bit of splash because they've been in the doldrums here for the last few years. So I think from that perspective, it was the right move. But any of those top three guys, I think you could have justified being the number one pick. But I like what Orlando did simply from a, almost a PR perspective because I think Bonchero will be the most NBA-ready day one when the season starts. Don Wachillis of our College Sports Show. It's good to catch up with you. We'd uh, get your breakdown on number 58, uh, Noah Basson or Hugo Basson. I'll learn his name yeah. at some point. But we're out of time, so if you want to. Thank you. Appreciate that. If you, if you that, want to break will, down uh, Hugo Basson, you have to you have to do it on your own time. 
you know what? I'm going to take that research I had ready for you and just set it to the side for another time. Okay, but yeah, sounds good, Don. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Don Wachill is joining us. Great Midwest Bank hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan, you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Why did I think Noah Basone? I knew a Noah Basone in high school. That's why. No, I didn't. <laughs> How do I forget Hugo? Hugo Basone. You got to text him. How do I forget Hugo Basone? So many no- you're a noise factory back there. You're drinking your ice. You got your text on. Yep, I do. You're playing random M- uh, M&M stuff on me. I Yeah, yeah, okay. I cleaned my screen. Um, I forgot what you were saying. Oh, Noah Bassoner, your friend. Yeah, Noah Bassone. What, is there more to that? <laughs> what are you doing? No. No, I just got the I just cut the Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, from Adam Silver. It's kind of cool to hear that, you know, UW Milwaukee. Oh, play it. You want me to play it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this. Do, 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 do. Stay With the 28th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select Patrick Baldwin Jr. from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Yeah, how about that? I know all the Panther alum are proud. Proud to be loud, baby. We got Patrick Baldwin Jr. Do you have the answer to this trivia question? Go ahead. There is a NFL player who went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Uh, right now, he's currently a free agent. I was going to say, he played with the Chiefs, right? Yes, Demetrius Her- Harris. Demetrius Harris. Yes. He played college basketball there. They, of course, have no football program, but he played college basketball there. As far as the odds for Rookie of the Year, uh, Bancaro right now and Jabari Smith, he ended up with the Rockets. They're both eh, like three and a half to one, so like seven to two odds. Jaden Ivey then with the Pistons comes in along with Chet Holmgren on the Thunder. I wonder when the Thunder start being... Good. Are they still in, we just want to suck and get all these first-round picks? Or are they finally like, hey, we got a few dudes here. Maybe let's try to let's try to play. Johnny Davis's odds are around 18 to 1. That's not bad. No. Uh, Marjan Beauchamp, our guy, is 60 to 1. And then uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., of course, not on the board. He's, I don't even know if he suits up at all. This is a redshirt year for him. Yeah. For like Jr. you said, it's probably the best team he could go to. There, There's absolutely no pressure. Because, again, they still have guys that they're still trying to develop. They, they, And they don't. there's no rush on that either. They're not going to miss a beat, are they? I don't think so. Like with Jonathan Kaminga, okay, this is a guy they drafted last year, and I thought that he should have played in the NBA Finals. I thought they needed his athleticism to counter the Celtics. They never they, they they never go to that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's wrong? I'm not even gonna tell you what happened there. What happened? That was me. That was you. That was me leaning. Your stomach hit no, the space bar? No, my elbow. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Tim. You know what? Don't even come in Monday. I don't want to see you. Don't worry. I'm not. Oh, Toby's back? Yes. 
Okay, Toby's back all next week. Good. No, just Monday. Oh, I'm seeing the schedule here. He's on a vacation. Oh, no, more Tim. No, you've been great this week. You're kind of having a sloppy one today. I would have rather you been late today. I'm instead. sorry. <laughs> we got two. I got two hours to figure this out. <laughs> what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah, but they got Kaminga. Yeah. They didn't play Kaminga. Just that they're not going to miss a beat. Like uh, the, the Warriors could be good for the next, what, 10 years? Oh, yeah. And I do like your analogy. It's like the JV team and the varsity. Once these guys graduate, once Steph and Clay and Draymond retire, they just have these guys that will just slide right in. Yeah, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. I, I, I'm with you on that one. 414-799-1250. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. We're having a grand old time here. We're going to talk more NBA draft. We could keep hearing from John Horst if you'd like. I know he's a very captivating subject to hear from. I have uh, updated uh, poll results we'll, we can talk about next half hour uh, with our question yesterday. Will the Brewers make the playoffs? Oh, we'll update you on a poll. We've got a great Twitter question for you to win Summerfest tickets. We've got so much to stick around for. A jam-packed show. It, I mean, it's loaded show. Kevin Holden? Ryan Horvath, possibly I replay the Brian Anderson interview. I mean, we got, we got, it's incredible. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.